Like you were talking about it, what you did today for yeah. your that we definitely should include as a workout because we're about to tell people why. Yes. Gardening. Mm-hmm. Gardening. Gardening is good for your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, health benefits associated with kind of starting your own garden. Yes. And, and maintaining it. And some of them may surprise you, mm-hmm. which is why we wanted to go into this. I think we've talked right. about the benefits of gardening, you know, getting your own food. Yes. But this we're going to go more into like the experience right. of gardening. But yeah, and, the, and even the physiological benefits of, uh, of starting out your own garden or working outside in a garden. I mean, the first one that comes to mind that people probably, you know, can imagine is the sun exposure. So the, basically the production of vitamin D due to exposure to the sun. I mean, we've talked about vitamin D, I think, frequently on this podcast, especially in the last couple of years. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thank you for stopping by and checking out this week's episode of the Addicted to Fitness podcast. We are back. Not that we left, but we are back with another great episode for you today. And I hope that you're feeling inspired because we're going to be talking about growing things today Mm -hmm. and why that is actually good for your health. But before we get into it, we're going to go through a few reminders. First of all, we want to say thank you. Thank you for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. And thank you for leaving a review. Five-star review, preferable, especially in Apple Podcasts. So that would be wonderful. Thank you for that ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And now we're going to jump into our recaps, our training recaps. Mm -hmm. For those of you who may be new to the podcast, hopefully we've got some newbies with us today. We like to start off this portion of our podcast by being completely honest, transparent with where we are right now with our health and fitness journey. That's what we are. We're here to help you on your health and fitness journey with information, examples, ideas, inspiration, all the things. And we're going to give it to you straight. So how did you do this week? Building it up. I I think I did pretty darn good, if I don't say so myself. (laughs) Toot toot. Mm -hmm. So um, actually had a... uh, Usually I get two days of jujitsu in, but I got one uh, because I had a uh, interview that I recorded that you guys will be hearing too. Um, also, but got in several strength training sessions, both here at the house with the kettlebell, but also at the gym at Tampa Strength and LA Fitness, where I, I do a lot of strength training at also. So really felt like I uh, taking my strength training to a, the next level and got a couple of Pelotons in this uh, this week too. So usually when I go to the LA, LA Fitness, I like to, um, in addition to strength training, get some uh, uh, Stairmaster time in. Yeah. So I really enjoy the Stairmaster and, of course, as I've frequently mentioned, the sauna. 
I was so, always afraid of falling off the stairmaster, though. It's uh, it, because it's, like it's you really have to be paying attention. Yes, it is. It is something you, you fall it, off. That you got to get accustomed to. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like the treadmill. I feel like the treadmill. If you're trying to go a little bit fast, you could uh, get in trouble with. But have yeah. you run the self-propelled treadmill at Tampa? Yeah. Did you did you get on it? Yeah, you oh. had me run that before oh. during like a boot camp. I was. I didn't know if you got the chance to use it or not. Oh yes, I did. I mean, I know Ella used it, but. Ella's yeah. very good at it, actually. Yeah, she was, Shockingly. So, uh, but what about you? How was your training this week? Hell, speaking, giving it to you straight, I did two workouts mm-hmm. this week. I did not sleep great at the beginning of the week. I don't know if coming off the weekend, which I know was terrible sleep for me, I just struggled for the first part of the week. And didn't really get back into it till later on in the week. And I did, actually, no, I guess I did three. I did three workouts. Yeah, count Saturday. I did, yeah, counting Saturday, which was Nick's sort of uh, whispered, <laughs> whispered exercises mm-hmm. while he's training somebody else. And he had like little, you know, little breaks. He'd like whisper some exercise to me and like, you know, nudge a piece of equipment. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. So we took, we have, um, those of you who listen regularly know that we've recently got some heavy weights. And during the Saturday sessions with Nick, he will guide me through like some exercises to do with the heavy weights because it's been a while Mm -hmm. since I've really done consistent heavy weight probably back to my CrossFit days, to be honest. Um, And this week, I actually freed the uh, bar from the landmine that it's usually in. Oh, yeah. I didn't know know where you were going with that one. And I freed it, and I did um, squats, Mm -hmm. like with holding, what was it? Front squats. You did front front squats squats with Mm -hmm. with, how much weight was on there? Uh, it was probably, I imagine it was 75-ish, 85-ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not too bad. Yeah. But um, I haven't done those. I mean, my CrossFit years were, that was a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was like eight years ago. It's like, it, it's substantial. Probably. It's not just like, oh yeah, you know, it's been like a year or something. No, no, COVID had nothing to do with it. This was just ages ago. Yeah. And I mean, like my wrists, everything about lifting like a barbell, it all came back, but it was all very rusty, Mm -hmm. very rusty. Um, I remember when I was doing CrossFit, I could have done what I did very easily without a thought in the world, without any help any tips um i had to like i had to struggle through like just figuring out how to get my grip right again because it's been so long and i remember that that was really crucial was the grip not just for like the the clean that you have to do to get the barbell up but then finding where to put it when you're gonna do a squat like because you can't just hold it on your arms yeah you kind of have to rest it somewhere on your body. And so it took me to like the last round to really figure it out. But then I felt so accomplished. Yeah. Like it was more than just, oh yeah, I did some squats. It was, oh damn, like 
I got that again. Like, I could do this. I was surprised when you were like, yeah, let's do the front squat. And I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> so, and then, like, you know, like, like that was exactly, it's the, the hand position is really cre- key on the front squat. Because like you said, it could be a lot of. It's lot a of, lot uh, of pressure on your wrist. your wrist. Yeah. You know? And so I have nerve uh, damage in one of my wrists, by the way. I should also say that. Mm-hmm. So this is not something I would do with heavy, heavy weight. Like. No. I don't know that I would be aggressive and do more than that for a while. Like I'd really have to build up my wrist strength. Um, But actually when I, when I was doing um, CrossFit, that was not the thing. Like my, my wrist built strength. That was not the thing that hurt me. It was doing overhead presses Mm -hmm. that ended up hurting my shoulder and my elbow more. So it's really building strength back in my wrist, and my shoulders actually felt better. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear so, it. You were definitely holding it right then. <laughs> I did that, and I did two Peloton um, rides this week just to get back on the bike. Mm-hmm. Good. So That's good. So uh, I think it was a uh, real struggle. Productive, though. Real accomplishments. Right. You, you know? ended up with a bang on this end of the week. Even little things. Yeah, and then I did... Today, if we want to count today, which I feel like is really mm-hmm. the start of the next week, I did some pretty intense cleaning this morning, and then I did gardening this afternoon. Yeah. It was like the gardening that won't stop, which is a right. segue into our topic. But before we get into that, we've got to tell you quickly about the sponsor for today's episode. That's right. We actually have a break for you, so enjoy this. Listeners of the Addicted to Fitness podcast know that exercise is a regular part of our lives. With that said, recovery is also a regular part of our everyday life. We've tried numerous recovery products. We've interviewed the inventors of numerous recovery products, and nothing has really uh provided the results that we really were looking for. That's until the Amino Company reached out to us and told us to try their Heal Supplement. The Heal Supplement is 100% science-backed to provide clinically proven benefits. It's three times more efficient at triggering muscle growth and repair than any other protein source. It can help maintain healthy inflammation levels, preserve muscle mass during periods of complete inactivity, and improves physical strength and function. Uh, it is also keto-friendly, soy-free, vegetarian, and gluten-free and non-GMO. Guys, I, I've been using this for about a month now, and I promise you that my exercise intensity has been able to increase over that month, whether it be in jujitsu, strength training, on the Peloton, and I really am a big believer that the reason, one of the reasons why is because of the Heal product. You guys can take advantage and try it for yourself at a discount, being a listener of the Addicted to Fitness podcast, by going to aminoco.com and you using the code ATF at checkout. Better yet, visit aminoco.com slash ATF to read more about what I think of these products and some of the science behind why Heal Supplement really works. Now we can continue with the perfect segue. Just really took the steam out of my steam? No. 
wind out of my sails. Yeah, but it was necessary because we wanted people to know about the Aminu company. It is, yeah, it is very exciting. And mm -hmm. we're very happy to have them aboard. And we hope that you're going to be as excited about it as we were. Mm -hmm. um, all of our products, we will say, if we are going to recommend a product mm -hmm. to you, sponsor a product for you, whatever it is, it's it's going to be tested and it's going to have to have our stamp of approval on it. Right. So this is an addicted to fitness stamped approved, right. whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. I feel like we need a seal, <laughs> like a little seal for things. Well, let's get into the day's topic. You were talking about it and what you did today for yeah. your that We definitely should include as a workout because we're about to tell people why. Yes. Gardening. Mm -hmm. Gardening. Gardening is good for your health. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, health benefits associated with kind of starting your own garden. Yes. And, and maintaining it. And some of them may surprise you, mm -hmm. which is why we wanted to go into this. I think we've talked right. about the benefits of gardening, you know, getting your own food. Yes. But this, we're going to go more into like the experience right. of gardening. But yeah, and, and even the physiological benefits of uh, of starting out own garden or working outside in a garden. I mean, the first one that comes to mind that people probably you know can imagine is the sun exposure. So the basically the production of vitamin D due to exposure to the sun. I mean, we've talked about vitamin D, I think, frequently on this podcast, especially yeah. in the last couple of years. Uh, but if you uh, if you need a reminder, a vitamin D is is extremely uh, extremely important to your immune system, to bone health. Uh, I know we were just talking about it last uh, last, last week. week. The, the, the vitamin yeah. deficiencies. Yeah. Um, so, but it's also studies have shown that it has uh, it, it's been helped to lower the risk of certain kinds of cancers uh, and multiple sclerosis. Um, also, uh, you have, if you have low vitamin D levels, you are more prone to develop psoriasis, metabolic syndromes, um, also known as prediabetes, type two diabetes and dementia as well. And it's really interesting that dementia thing, because, uh, there's actually, we're actually looking at an article from one of our favorite websites, healthline.com about the benefits of, uh, working outside, uh, and gardening to your mental health. Yeah. Now I will say, if you can, make sure that you're covering up mm -hmm. because not just the sun you have to worry about, in a lot of places you have to worry about bugs. Yeah. You have to worry about, you know, plants that are not so nice. Right. Um, but yeah, it's getting outside and being out in the sunshine. I mean, thankfully, our gardens in the back of the house are mostly covered mm -hmm. with a huge oak tree and it provides a lot of shade. Yeah. But I mean, you sweat your buns off mm. doing gardening. Oh yeah. In Florida. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. I mean, you, you can sweat just walking to your mailbox mm -hmm. here, but, but it's, it's a, it's a lot harder than like you think it's going to be. I went outside today to trim, to prune some things. Mm -hmm. Pruning is cutting things with scissors. That should not be a challenging thing. I was wrestling with plants. I was like ripping out dead vines. I mean, 
it became very laborsome. I mean, it's an exercise. It's funny, this article talks about how the CDC classifies outdoor, you know, basically yard work as exercise. It they is. say things like raking and cutting Shit. grass fall under light to moderate exercise, while shoveling, digging, and chopping wood might be considered vigorous exercise. And I would say wrangling uh, our vine plant, that's in the vigorous. Yeah, because one of the worst things I feel like when it comes to trimming, like gardening, I know gardening usually down low, you know, you bend it over, which could be tough on your back for sure. Um, Weeding is an amazing, like, leg workout, mm -hmm, by the way. The above... Like when your hands are above your shoulders yeah. and you're clipping stuff, oh, so tiring. It is really tiring. I was doing hand and I had the big I had the big ones out. I was trying to get over on the top because it was over the fence. Yeah, it's it's uh it's mm-hmm. a it's work. Yeah. It is for real work. I think Absolutely. I have like done my my watch, I was my Apple ask you Watch. About that. I've done that when I've done mm-hmm. gardening before, like weeding, digging, hundreds of calories. Like I would say probably average between 250 to 300 calories an hour. I'm pretty like sure easy. it's on there. I'm pretty sure yard work is on there. It's classified as exercise on the yard, on the, uh, on the watch, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not. But, but um, either way, it's right. um, it gets your heart rate up and – it's not it's not easy for me to go out there apparently mm. and just do like 20 minutes. No. I was out I there for a freaking hour and a half. I know. Um so studies according to, uh, also in this article they say studies show that uh uh outdoor gardening has been uh known to uh help offset age-related weight gain and childhood obesity and they even report that uh studies report that people who garden get a solid of 7 hours of sleep a night. So I should really measure that. Yeah. I hope that works tonight. Hopefully that does. It proves true for you tonight. So here was the thing I was alluding to earlier is a lot of studies, multiple studies talking about the benefits for your brain, cognitive function due to gardening. Um, So they have shown that uh, researchers in Korea found that 20 minutes of gardening activities, they gave 20 minutes of gardening activities to people being treated for dementia at a facility. And after the residents raked and planted the vegetable gardens, researchers discovered increased amounts of brain nerve growth of some brain nerve growth factors associated associated with memory in both males and females. Mm. So that's just one. Even another 2014 research review found that horticulture therapy using gardening to improve mental health, may be effective treatment for people with dementia. Uh, and last but not least, Netherlands and Norway, people with dementia often participate in groundbreaking green care programs where they spend a large part of their day working on farms and in gardens. That's incredible and very inspiring. When I worked at a botanical garden, they actually had groups of people, elderly people, who came in, um, and it really was meant to teach them like very little easy things Mm -hmm. like it was a they had a a garden with like really high raised beds vertical garden beds things that enabled them Mm -hmm. to garden and i remember seeing some of them and hearing how we like position that a lot of it actually was the mental health aspect of gardening especially when you're older so, I mean, hopefully if you start early, it helps too. But 
I agree. And I believe it. It, it. It's like, I think a lot of outdoor activities, you know, yeah. outside activities, it's very, uh, I think it's very intuitive. You know, I think people have it somehow in second nature that they just kind of just go and they feel like if, you know, it's, it, it's uh, that's why I like cutting the grass. Cause it's just like, it's almost like mathematic. I like the idea of just getting smaller concentric circles and cutting it and just make it look good too. And yeah, I mean, that's, I'm sure that's what you, you feel like when you do your gardening. Yeah, there's stuff. like therapeutic aspects mm-hmm. yeah. to it. And it's, it's immediate. Satisfying. Very immediate gratification. Oh my gosh. You know? Like I never thought I'd enjoy weeding. Mm-hmm. And then now I like, I couldn't stop myself today. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, just, I'll do like a little patch. Mm-hmm. And then you see how nice yeah. it looks without the weeds and you're like, oh. <gasps> Oh my god! And you just start doing the rest of the garden bed, and then you move to another section, and then you realize that oh my god, I have to feed my family, mm. and you mm-hmm. run inside. So uh, it's also uh, the article says that gardening is a mood booster. They said a multi-year study published in 2011: people with depression participate in gardening intervention for 12 weeks. Afterward, research measures, researchers measured several aspects of their mental health, including depression symptoms, finding that all of them were significantly improved, and those improvements lasted for months after the intervention ended. Oh. So, I mean, it's it. I think uh, I've seen. I know this is not maybe a little bit of a tangent, but uh, I've heard about uh, a documentary called Happy People. Yeah, somewhat older. Uh, it's probably maybe. 10, 15 years older now, but just followed these fur trappers in the middle of like Mongolia or like the, the, the tundra of Russia. And all they did was, you know, trap a certain type of fox or something like that, you know, for pelts, sell it. And then they would have to spend most of the winter inside with their dog and stuff like that. And it's like, for some reason they were considered the most had. Now this is one documentary, but it's like, they were the, the purpose of the video was show how, or the doc was to show how happy they were with this simple life. You know, they didn't have computers or screens or anything. We've made like life that. very com- complicated. Exactly. Like, to be it's honest, like that's they they fact. they had one objective, and they went out and did that on a daily basis, and it brought them a lot of pleasure. And that's kind of like gardening. You have not that just one objective, but usually if you, you set out an objective to grow something or to cultivate something, you know, taking care of the soil, getting the seeds, watering, uh, trying pest control, it's it's very rewarding. And plus, then you get to actually see the literal fruits of your labor, you know, and I think it's very rewarding. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go down a different tangent. Okay. So... We've all heard, we've talked about it before actually on this podcast, about forest bathing, Uh just being out in nature. There is actual uh, benefits and like very grounding aspects of going out and sitting in nature, hug a tree. Like that, I'm not even kidding, like that is a very grounding activity to do. Uh There is nothing like, have you ever gotten off a plane and just wanted to like stick your feet or like your hands like in the ground afterwards? Because you feel like you're so uprooted Mm -hmm. and you're so just kind of been blown away and you feel disconnected. Like you feel flighty after you Mm -hmm. get off a plane. So from an Ayurvedic standpoint, just a reminder, I actually am a certified health coach. Mm -hmm. 
um, an Ayurvedic health coach. So from an Ayurvedic standpoint, doing things in nature is a very grounding activity. And when you are a person who whose mind is stressed, is anxious, that means that you've got a lot of excess kind of air and space that's just causing you to feel very disconnected and for lack of a better word, flighty, like wobbly. You're mm. you're just you can't you can't be stable. Being out in nature provides that figuratively, literally rooting feeling. Putting your hands in the dirt, not only is that proven to be beneficial to your physical health, just hands and feet on dirt, like we're talking like microbiome kind mm. of level stuff, but energetically you're connecting with the basic life force that powers everything prana and you are rooting back into that and there is an instinctual part of us that wants to connect with that energy that we're all made of mm -hmm. that we often get so disconnected from and it wasn't until I started gardening and once I started understanding like this brings me back, this like grounds me more than any other activity I could probably do and so much faster too. It's it's a sense of not just like, well, this was a satisfying job, but like every bead of sweat is is like you feel like you earned that, but it's also you feel like you're connected back to something much more significant than just you as a human floating around the world. And yes, that is a tangent. But it goes to a lot of these points we're talking about where gardening is, it's a therapy, it's, it's a labor, it's a workout, and it can be creative, it can be, um, it can be satisfying, or it can be really frustrating. I'm also going to say that it's like great life lessons. Mm -hmm. It teaches you to let go. You have so little control in gardening, especially when you garden in a really extreme climate like we do. Yeah. I've, I've had to, I've really struggled with this concept, folks. But letting go and realizing you have about this much control of things and you just have to be good with that. Yeah. That also is like the mental lesson it teaches you. It's very humbling. Yeah, I agree. Like I said, I mean, I probably don't, want to get in i usually feel that when like i go to the ocean and stuff like about getting same grounded thing. and stuff yeah, yeah definitely the same thing so yep um to continue going off this and i think you're kind of hitting a lot of the things about stressful events this article talks about gardening mm -hmm. helping stressful events uh gardening being an effective tool for recovering from addiction i think that's a pretty cool they mentioned horticultural we mentioned horticultural therapy earlier yep uh, apparently uh one study researchers found that plants provoked positive feelings in people recovering from alcohol's addiction alcohol addiction and were effective rehabilitation tool uh, people in rehabilitation program were given the opportunity to participate in natural recovery where they were allowed to choose either art or gardening as their natural therapy. People 
who chose gardening, completed the rehab program at a higher rate and reported a more satisfying experience than those who chose art. Now, that's only one study. I don't know. You probably do this study with other people. It might be the other way around. But I think it's just a... I think it's just a sign that gardening is has very therapeutic effects. But doesn't that go to what I was just saying about kind of teaching you these extremely life important life lessons about like impermanence and lack of control? Mm-hmm. Because addiction in one of its kind of most fundamental causes is people feel a lack of control. Yeah. And they True. tend to lean on mm-hmm. this thing and throw, you know, everything behind that. Gardening forces you to learn those things, but in a very, like, simple and almost gentle way, depending how, like, how full on you'd get into it. And because we, most of us don't have to garden for survival, it's not a point of, you know, well, I don't have enough food to make it through this winter kind of thing. So for people who need to psychologically learn those lessons and learn to let go i feel like that is that makes perfect sense right yeah and um they talk about a couple other things in here and um i think it's kind of i know you said that at this current time we are especially in the united states we don't need to garden to eat but I think a lot of people have a lot of stress in regards to, uh, you know, the supply chain or yeah. uh, rising food costs due to inflation and or uh, climate change. It had its effect on the environment. So it's like I think gardening is somewhere is, is definitely a tool to help mitigate those feelings, to alleviate some of those feelings, because you're you're. Not only are you producing something for yourself, you're not, you know, going having not having to go out and spend money on products. Um, you're minimizing your carbon footprint. You know, I mean, every th- vegetable we buy in the gar- well, not every, but a good portion of the vegetables we buy in the grocery store are in a container, right. a plastic container that's going to last for a long time unless it's recyclable. Um, so, I mean, you go, if you can just replace that product with something you made in your garden without a plastic container, you minimize the footprint, footprint, you have composting, you know, minimizing food waste, things like that. I mean, turning over, I mean, just, I know we are pretty fortunate. We have chickens right now as basically like manure and fertilizer. I know. It's magical. But, um, so it's like, it, it's the idea of doing more for the environment, you know, garden bed, I don't know if people see how much more and like how beneficial that is to helping the environment because yeah. you know, it, and yeah, some are more than others, but it's just like, it's such a huge, it is something we can actually, it's an, it's a action step we can take to help alleviate some of the environmental degradations that humans cause. I mean, let's be yeah. honest, we do, we cause a ton. Um, so, but this is an actual thing that we can do to actually, and I think that's people are so worried about environmental degradation. They yep. think there's nothing we can do. There's so, it's such a losing battle. Well, this is something you can do and it is beneficial. Yeah, which is it gives you that sense of empowerment and mm-hmm. that you do have some aspect of not so much control, but you have you have power mm-hmm. and you have a say and, and there's a little bit that you can do. Right. 
that that like I think they call it in this article like that sense of agency and empowerment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's true. Yeah, it's like you said, and, and they talk about in this article they they really related to certain ethnic groups who were you know um, were pre, uh, were prejudiced upon mm-hmm. uh, prejudice, prejudice verb. Uh, no, they're usually like persecuted. Persecuted, thank you. you. Call it that was the word I was looking for. Prejudiced. Um, so yeah, prejudiced. <laughs> prejudiced you. I know prejudice. I think that's a <laughs> noun. I don't think it's a verb. Um. So, uh, but anyways, they talk about how these uh, certain groups were persecuted, and they really kind of turned to gardening to give them their sense of power, you know, empowerment back that they were doing something for themselves, even though they were being, um, you know, were being minimized by a different group, you know, from another group, I should say. So it's true. I mean, it's something, it's powerful, you know, it's a, who knew that it had, uh, gardening had all these type of benefits. So, um, I think long story short is you should definitely, Get out there and start yes. gardening. I know it's easier for those, you know, for some people who have a big yard. But hey, community gardens are popping up all over the place. They are. They're popping up on, and even in cities, on rooftop. Rooftop gardens are becoming very popular. Well, and there's a lot more resources. And you're like, there's hydroponic gardens mm-hmm. Ooh, now cool that one, yeah. are are being sold and are accessible. They're mm-hmm. if you live in a city, you live in a small space, you have no outdoor space your own or don't have a climate, you can garden inside. That's right. And as someone who used to be terrified of having plants in her apartment because I could not keep them alive, I now know why. But now, I mean, we have, I may have a plant addiction. Yeah, you do for sure. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Problem. But it is it is like one of the happiest things now to have around the house. Mm-hmm. And you can have that too. Like you can you can fit it to your lifestyle. And it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to farm mm-hmm. in order to yeah. see the benefits in this. So whether you choose hanging, whether you do vertical, whether you do indoor, outdoor, whatever. Give it a shot. And the also great news, there's loads of resources. There are people on Instagram and TikTok that are teaching you how to do house plants and you know, food gardens in your mm-hmm. home and yeah. as well as people that are teaching you about permaculture and sustainable gardening practices. So there's a wealth of knowledge out there at your fingertips, and it could be a wealth of health benefits yeah. for you as well. That's, that's what we're saying. I mean, the, the benefit, the list of benefits for gardening really is very long and goes from health to mental to physical health. So mm-hmm. I think get on it, folks. Yes. Turn that thumb green. We're fans. Yep. Green thumb up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also, I got a thumbs up about this next section of the podcast called What's Got Us Pumped. Yeah. That was a pretty good segue. I didn't say what's got me pumped. I know. I'm very happy that it didn't include the word Mm -hmm. pumped. Yes. See? See what I did there? there. All right. So I think we have very similar uh, things that we're pumped about this week. This just worked out. Like, Mm -hmm. we did not plan this. That's right. This just pure luck. So I'm going to let you go first since you let me go first for training recap. 
Okay, so I mentioned earlier in this podcast, if you listen to other podcasts, you may know that um, other episodes, you may know that I am a certified uh, Ayurvedic health coach through the Chopra Institute. Now, if you've heard some other details about that, you'll know that I'm not just going for my health coach certification, that I also was on a path, um, am on a path to be a well-being coach, which includes three certifications from the Chopra Institute. I got one down. That was a huge celebratory moment. I am now about like, I'd say like 60% uh, 50 to 60% done uh, my meditation coach certification, mm. which has taken me eight months. Like, I can't even believe that it's taken me all that long, but life, <laughs> hey guys, life happened. And this weekend, I was able to take the exam, I was able to complete my teaching log. And now all I need to do are my videos. Um, So still have a little bit of ways to go. But for something that I've been really worried about, like not finishing in time, Mm -hmm. because there is actually like a year-long time period you need to take the test and stuff, um, I'm so happy that I've made like big strides. Yeah. And I... And like feeling like I actually could discuss this and help people with this. I feel like I've come so long in my own journey so far in the last eight months with this. So that also has me super pumped. I'm pumped for you. And like I said, our things we're pumped for are very similar because I also recently passed a test for my uh, TPI power level two program so i took my test on friday past that so i'm now officially a certified level two power coach um so um that is uh, a big step for my golf fitness education mm-hmm. um it really uh, a huge part of p of obviously the golf game is adding more distance uh, and this was everything. This 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 program was really designed for that, and it was really cool because I'm not going to go too much detail into it. But one of the things that I thought found really interesting was the different stages of basically power training and powers. It, there's actually power training is that it should be at a certain time in an athlete's career, uh, but uh, basically it kind of it gave you a list or basically a chronological timeline of when kids are a certain age, they should be doing this. And when they're adolescents, they should be doing this. And when they're early twenties and teens, they should be doing this. When they're adults, they should be doing this. So it's like, it's really cool. And there's like certain windows they should be at certain ages to train certain things. So it's like, uh, you know, seven to nine year olds, shouldn't be doing a ton of lifting weights because they don't have the hormones to, you know, really build the muscle, you yeah. know, build the strength. You know, it's good to know Makes the sense. exercises and things like that, but um, they should really be focused on speed training. That's just one example, but it's really good education and it's going to help me because 
That's most of my clientele, you know, at Tampa Strength. And, and you actually have some kids. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I've got two young kids, a nine, nine and a 10-year-old right now, so golfers. So they're uh, who are really dedicated, and, and one just won a tournament this weekend. So it was very, very, uh, very useful, and I know I'm going to be using it. Uh, speaking of that, if you guys want a workout plan, even if you aren't a golfer, you can uh, send us a DM on The Addicted Fitness. Oh, sorry, The ATF podcast instagram mm-hmm. um we can build you a customized workout plan via the tampa strength app so just go ahead send us a dm and we will get you we'll we'll touch base with you get some info from you and then send you out that workout plan yes mm-hmm. so guys hope you enjoyed today's episode hopefully it inspired you to go out and get a raised bed or get some potting soils and uh some uh a little uh maybe uh window garden what are those the window a window box yeah window box there you go or at the very least go hug a tree there you go i like what i said better (laughs) anyways uh but also guys want to remind you to check out aminoco.com slash atf to find out more about the amino company and so you guys can take advantage of the 30 percent discount for atf listeners by putting in the discount code atf Simple, guys. Simple, easy, mm-hmm. and it's going to help you mm-hmm. in your fitness and health journey. Absolutely right. Got anything else for him tonight? No. This has been another edition of the Addictive Fitness Podcast, and we'll check you next time. Bye. For all things Addictive Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at the ATF Podcast. And like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes Store. Thanks.